Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, I'm still having drama. Yeah, for one, Elsie and Beyond It look like a pair of cosmetic cock-ups. One's expressionless and the other plain droopy. Add to that, Beyond It hooked up on her first so-called cougar date and I found myself at the mercy of the local amateur acting community. Oh dear. Either way, you're just going to love me always packed show. More so when we take a look at the other crazy regular features and callers from around the world too. At Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to as Ned Nass Florida Island, I've been suffering from a bout of that previously mentioned tedious Botox here. Add to that, things have really tightened up even further, with the monstrous mother-in-law or MIL still in residence. Now. <laughs> Indie movie actress Satana Troglodyte is still here until the next modern version of a B-movie budget gets finally funded. That means cameras, lighting, film, props, location and the most expensive part of all. Yep, that's right, the catering for the monster. <laughs> and believe me, that's more than just a line item in the bulging budget. Actually, I reckon it is the budget. <laughs> Add to that the wife Elsie and her best buddy beyond it. That's beyond it, Brandy Shaw Washington or BBW to a friend are still in recovery. Or should I say shock? Well, they look that way at least. Uh, see, they had the Botox treatment last week. The wife looks much the same, really. I mean, she really smiles anyway. And her frown lines are so prominent, they'd have been better off uh, using the old clear silicon tubes from the store. Well, or maybe even the wood filler. You know, the stainable kind. <laughs> Nobody would have noticed anyway. Most folks keep a good distance from the wife anyway. <laughs> On the other hand, poor Beyond It's still suffering from a droopy eyelid and only half a frown after a tangle with the doctor that resulted in him limping home and her receiving a botched Botox overdose and all in one spot. <laughs> Trouble is, he'll never come back here again, will he? And if she does find someone different to finish off the job... She'd have to look, I suppose, somewhat symmetrical, hmm. which means she'll have no frown lines, but won't be able to see where she's going either. <laughs> oh, dear. But despite the half-done look, she still managed to line up three dates on that old cougar dating website. Yeah, her description wasn't just a little inaccurate, though, no. Oh, no, it was what you call pure fiction. <laughs> and now for a cliché. What comes around, goes around here, yep, the first date to show, was also a great piece of ridiculous fiction. Well, I'd say close to a fairy tale. <laughs> the tall, dark and handsome young man turned out to be Ding Dang's odd relative, Elrod Dang. <laughs> He's five foot two, bold, difficult to age and kind of odd looking. 
I suppose you'd say he's like a cross between a human being, of course, a golf ball and a cockroach. <laughs> yep, when he's not driving a bus, he certainly scuttles around all over the place. <laughs> Add to that, he's always got a mouthful of chewing tobacco. He releases the mulched-up remains at regular intervals like a disgusting one-man version of a struggling lawnmower in tall weeds. <laughs> On the other hand, with one droopy eyelid beyond it could only see half him anyway. <laughs> and they were soon off to the closest drive through for a slap-up meal wrapped in the finest styrofoam. Mm, that's right, Elrod likes to maintain the high standards of the Dang family. <laughs> they returned at 2am in his rather noisy and smelly diesel truck, stuffed and drunk. Them, not the truck, that is. <laughs> so it was less of a date and more of an average day from beyond it, I suppose. Yeah. Either way, the wife, Elsie, was very jealous. More so when beyond it told her their night out included a 30-minute detour to Elroy's little house on the creek. Apparently, everything gets damp down there. Add to that, the wife asked me why I never take her anywhere like that. <laughs> oh dear, I'm afraid she's still not got the message. Also, I hated to mention that Elroy's Creek is not only rather small, but far too shallow for her. <laughs> Whilst on the subject of complete disasters, there were only two newcomers to me farm at his retreat. And I'll get to them later. As I mentioned before, it's less retreat and more like rehab round here anyway. <laughs> Even though we'd not heard any more about army campers with the bent for acting yet, that's the old snowbird couple, you know, remember Martha and Marty? Well, this week I got a surprise invitation to the latest little stage show by a local acting group. That's right, Will. I suppose you'd say it's more like bucolic or something like that. Martha and Marty have joined the ranks of the waterlogged town players. Yeah, a little rep company that are always a little soggy at the best of times. <laughs> well, I'd say a bit like wet corrugated cardboard with poor lighting. <laughs> See, they'd managed to put together a brand new production called Up To Our Necks at the local theatre. Well, that's a polite way of describing the interior of the bankrupt former hardware store. <laughs> the entry fee was 20 bucks, but they sent me four free tickets. Yeah, very nice. And believe me, after witnessing the show, I could see why they were giving away seats. Add to that, those seats were hard to sit on for the duration. Anyway, the play was centred on two weighty women. They were unable to get dates, but loved eating and discussing their endless hot flashes and the trials and tribulations of an endless menopause. Gripping stuff indeed, eh? So gripping, I could have stayed at home, heard the same thing, and not wasted two hours of my life and the gas driving over there in the first place. <laughs> Add to that, the actress claiming the lead role was anxious to let everyone know she was single and very happy being single. Yep. And that was as she sat on the stage continually eating stuff from a big old fridge. Yep. <laughs> it was that sad. <laughs> Add to that, the local town is hardly cultural most days. Most culture around here involves the more traditional practices of hunting, shooting, fishing, wife-beating and, of course, mud-bogging. <laughs> making lots of noise generally and not always in that order. 
Local entertainment beyond that involves shoplifting at the nearest big box retailers yep. and attempting to beat the local blood alcohol record. <laughs> Currently proudly held by me Faramam Ding Dang. Yep. That's a 0. 0.40. That's right, 0. 0.40. And to make things clear, the limit for drunk driving in Florida is 0. 0.08. <laughs> oh dear. I think that's beyond a simple DUI, don't you? It's usually called paralytic. <laughs> anyway, away from a terrible evening out, we can paratus retreat manager Quinton's eager to get more like-minded folks here on the farm. He's still trying to put his private problems behind him right now, as you know, one of our early retreats, Norman, that's the hungry young man, eloped with coagulate <laughs> Quinton's happy-go-lucky guitar-plucking partner. Mm. Add to that, Quinton's having to cope with a much more unpleasant form of cohabiting right now. That's me farmhand Ding Dang sharing his trailer. <laughs> anyway, I digress. This week, our couple of newcomers are Serena and Sebastian. Hmm. An odd couple from New Jersey and they love to wrap things in black fabric and call it art. <laughs> they say it's all about changing people's minds and ideas about shape and colour. Yeah, that's an old deal right for me. Well, according to me resident expert, Quinton, it's what's called an artist statement. Oh, well, I'm just wondering what they'll wrap up first. You know, the more I think about it, yeah, maybe I'll give them a list of what I'd like to see wrapped up. Of course, starting with the three horrors on my sofa. You know, some days it'd be easier to have them wrap up me entire farmhouse. That will cover everything I don't want to see right now. Add to that, Janice is still here. You know, she's our abstract painter and the latest Lonely Heart divorcee here at Two Medicine Farm. She paints with her mind and not her eyes. Anyway, she asked the crotchety old crow, a.k.a. me mother old nan, to sit for her. Oh dear, I thought it was going to be an absolute disaster. See, old nan can't keep still for more than a few seconds... She's continually either lighting up, smoking, sipping or pouring, yep, whiskey and cigarettes. Nevertheless, I really like Janice's rendering of the old crow though. Oh yeah, she just painted an enormous whiskey glass with a trail of grey smoke emerging from the top. It's the best interpretation of old Nan I've ever seen. True to life and up there with a recent photo. <laughs> The other additions to our artist's retreat, the snowbird variety from Boston, the mystics, that's Sybil and Rune dabbling a bit of modern-day occult and sorcery right here on the farm. They're working wonders, yep, keeping a lot of folks away from the place, particularly the superstitious kind, and I like that idea a lot, yeah. Me neighbour old Rush is terrified of what he calls demonic symbolism. <laughs> Usually we stop by each other's farms during the week for a chat, but Rush called me on the phone this week instead and insisted that he couldn't visit me again until the devil worshippers parted for good. <laughs> I tried to explain that folks using a few pagan symbols were far from devil worshippers, but old Rush, you know, has his mind made up. Mm. He reckons I'll start believing him when all my greens dry up and die. Oh dear, well, after a good frost, they're not only tasting better, they're looking better too. More than I can say though for us, you know, he's, he's looking a bit worried and withered himself right now. 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from the hocus-pocus and artistic horrors, I read this really interesting article a few days ago about how they discovered a human tooth that's over 50,000 years old inside a cave in France. Mm. They've been excavating and collecting items from there since the 90s, yeah, and this brings a lot of news with it. Remember, though, it's only one tooth so far. Hardly time to completely rewrite the history books, is it? Especially if the tooth fairy's already been busy, eh? <laughs> but they reckon it means that humans may have been in Western Europe 10,000 years earlier than formerly believed, yeah. Add to that, they also discovered a bunch of Neanderthal relics, which they say mean they lived alongside humans for some time. <laughs> well, in a way, I know that could be possible, see, yep, yep, from first hand. The mother-in-law's been living in close proximity to us humans for some time now. <laughs> Although, when I began to read the article again and me doubt in mind got to work, I wondered if these early Europeans were not so different from the modern kind, eh? No, they were keen on collecting historical artefacts too. Yep, in this case, these old cave dwellers never invited a single Neanderthal to share their little rocky domain, did they know? <laughs> oh no, they were just big collectors of Neanderthal relics. Oh dear. <laughs> that, of course, brings me to another ghastly old relic who's lost more than just a few teeth over the years. That's right, she's me almost antique. 95-year-old mother, old nan. <laughs> mm. You know, she doesn't always bother with teeth anymore. See, she gets by quite well with gums. <laughs> I mean, you'd hardly call whiskey chewy, would you? Mm. On the other hand, or should I say, moving on from dental drama, Nan's best gambling drinking buddy. Yep, that's Tajiko's Juki. Yep, she's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson, that's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist. Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen. Of course, she enjoys a good drink. Yeah, but remarkably, and perhaps as a result of her lifetime Japanese diet, she's got most of her own teeth. Yeah, yeah, they might be a bit stained here and there from the cigar smoke, but who uh, no, they're all those. <laughs> Add to that, last week Nan and Toshiko had somehow gained control of one of Nelson's credit cards. Yeah, and to date, it's not been blocked. Oh dear, wait for your next statement, Nelson. <laughs> It will look like a car belonging to a victim of identity theft by the time they've finished. <laughs> yeah, dining, wagering and now outlet mall shopping. And this week, with no exception. Add to that, I'm not saying a thing. Yeah, see, me lawyer brother is usually the most tight-fisted person you'd ever meet in your life. So watching the old crows playing with his plastic is a bit of light relief all round. <laughs> so that. My old mother thinks it's the plastic version of gold. Mm. Yep, if she'd hit the jackpot, so it's like spend, spend, spend for the old bird. <laughs> Add to that, Nelson thinks Nan and Toshiko are already senile, so he's already given them the ideal diminished responsibility excuse, isn't it? <laughs> for all those actions, I just can't see myself keeping a straight face right now. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again 
at lednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me rather bizarre family, I'm still having these really weird dreams. You know, they've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nice nap but never in bed. This time, though, I was resting up in my farm office, only not comfortably. Well, I kind of slumped over the desk, you know, you know how it gets sometimes when you just can't stand up anymore. Added to that... Me nightmare started pretty quickly and had sure been spurned by the events the last few days. See, I walked into the back field where me old horse likes to graze and there in the middle was a huge stack of wooden branches ready for an enormous fire. Mm. Me mystic retreaters, Sybil and Rune, were standing by with a big flaming torch ready to light it up. <laughs> but when I looked again, I realised the fire was built around a tall post and me political commentator neighbour Rob Rush was tied to it like a medieval witch. <laughs> he began to call out, yep. But not with the kind of panicked urgency you'd expect from someone in that position. Oh, no, no, but in his usual slow manner. I need some help, Ned. Do you think you could come by and help me out with this? <laughs> Confused, I woke up abruptly. Yep, me neighbour was leaving a message on me old answer phone. The phone volume was up high too. He needed me up to move a huge down tree that was blocking his driveway. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, still on the subject of bad dreams, me scruffy fireman ding-dang has been taken in by Quinton. What with the departure of his partner Craglet, he was receiving ding-dang his former cabbage patch anniversary with open arms last week. Oh dear, the tin can trailer was claustrophobic before, but now I wonder if there's even room for the air in there. I mean, what with ding-dangs, bad habits, equally bad gas, and beer cans sitting alongside Quinton's oversized head. <laughs> yep, he likes to give out an overwhelming air of superiority over me simple farmhand. On the other hand, so does me farm dog, young Clay, you know, and his bite is definitely worse than his bark. <laughs> Add to that, even the farm rats look at Ding Dang as if he's further down the food chain than the average rodent too. Oh well. <laughs> but despite that drama, I've still got that unforgettable little feature on my show, so here's Ding Dang's southern quote for you. He's always going around his ass to get to his elbow. <laughs> oh dear. He reckons that Quinton's never straight with him about anything. <laughs> oh well. State the obvious, yep. <laughs> yep. I don't think Quinton's ever been straight with anyone. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up, I've got Ned's sagacious moment for you. I might not be a serious old sage, but I've got time to think, and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my listeners. 
So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning the obsession with artificial intelligence or what's called AI. Yep, that's often confused with artificial insemination in farming circles. Anyway, I think it's a disturbing thought more than anything else. Artificial intelligence, I mean, yeah. So here we are developing computers with their own levels of intelligence when surely we should be creating and nurturing the intellect of the next and future generations of us humans. Hmm. Do we really believe that these technologies are going to actually replace human actions and emotions? So let's look at the current use for the technology, shall we? For example, you get into one of them, you know, online chats with a retail store, for example. Yep, the first stages of this typed or text conversation are now almost completely dominated by AI. Mm. Also, they even expect you to be polite and <laughs> provide feedback on how well they answered your problem. <laughs> Trouble is, the moment you need answers to something more serious or complex, the old AI bows out and connects you to another kind of artificial intelligence. That's right, the customer service rep in an Indian call centre. <laughs> See, the domestic reps are too busy watching daytime TV to even pick up the AI forwarded call. After repeating yourself about six times, you get put through to someone called a supervisor. Yeah. And usually that doesn't mean artificial intelligence. Oh no, it means a 10 minute chat with a brick wall. Oh dear. Just a minute, let me check that for you. I'm sure you've heard that one before. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour, old Lonnie, and nudist swinger, old Fred's home is still the hottest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. It's the same thing every week. Yeah, bring a bottle, your wife or girlfriend, and potluck dishes for the buffet. Yep. Old Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. Also, an oily potluck experience, and old Lonnie eats his way through bundles of free food which I heard this week included baked armadillo on toast. <laughs> so when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the show and tell party. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Fred reckons this plan is to attract a more classy bunch of swingers, but away from something that's normally an activity for school kids, I thought Fred was taking a gamble with this one. <laughs> Add to that, old Fred tells me it was a kind of swinger orientation party. <laughs> he said it. And of course, Fred ended up with a highly mixed crowd, as always. But show and tell ended up closer to a flasher and streaker's ball. That's right, with far too many balls in play at the same time. Anyway, Fred at home. <laughs> That's right, home and a lot faster than usual. On the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers.
Rose. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, Nan remembers old Carl, the Cooper death. Yeah, that's a tongue twister all right. See, death is me old mother's maiden name, but her family likes to pronounce it the half to make it sound better. But as you know, I still call him the death. <laughs> so, back to old Carl, the Cooper death. Well... It's what you call an ancient art for sure, yep. A cooper is a person who makes those wooden barrels, you know, the kind that they store beer, whiskey and wine inside. He worked at a local brewery too and was famous for his unique barrels. Yep, they looked like normal barrels, but old Carl had the alcoholic tendencies of the entire death family. And he always put a hole with a tiny little bung halfway down the barrel. Well, you see, when they were full of beer... He slipped back into the brewery by night, unplugged the wooden bung and stuck his siphon inside. (laughs) Yep, it worked for years without a soul noticing the short measures in just about every one of the death barrels. (laughs) Well, that was until one night, of course, when he sampled the latest addition to the beer lineup of super strong, high alcohol variety. (laughs) Old Carl drank his fill and then passed out next to the half-empty barrel siphon and all the following morning his secret siphoning technique was common knowledge and carl ended up fired Mm. either way he spent his final years making something far straighter yeah fence posts for the nearest farm supplier instead oh dear (laughs) this is ned natter here with the ned natter radio show i am every wednesday you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of road books go in me giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, this time I've ended up with an interesting new book. Yeah. And it's hot off the press too, and it's called The Occasional Occultist by the Wayward Witch. <laughs> yeah, jokingly known to most folks as an obvious pseudonym. <laughs> the author really gets to grips with the occult in this book though, and she says occultism is a hobby, can be rewarding, advantageous and just great fun for all the family. Add to that, it's a better cure for nosy neighbours than any kind of fence or wall. Well, I believe that after me limited experience here on the farm, you know. Anyway, the first chapter explains how often the most nosy people are also the most superstitious. And I heard that too. In chapter two, there's a whole section on discovering the fears and superstitions of both neighbours and other people you want to leave well alone. (laughs) Once you've got that sorted, it's time to put some of the wayward witch's ideas into practice and you'd be surprised to learn that it's not just about chicken feathers and little hats. Oh no, her ideas are so original, I really don't want to spoil the surprises she has in store for any readers and fans of using the occult as a handy, non-lethal weapon. (laughs) But just imagine the potential of food colouring, silicon and ladders. Oh dear, well... 
makes the mind boggle, eh? <laughs> I better leave it there. Anyway, I've decided to do something really interesting with this book. I'm keeping it on my farm library shelf. You know, I never know when it might come in handy, particularly if me mystic retreaters decide to leave the farm and set up their Chinese wands and cauldrons elsewhere. <laughs> As promised, me annual book award is coming up on the Nednat show next week. That's right, I finally whittled the selection down to the last 10 horrors of last year. So look out, me worst book of the year is on the horizon and just for good measure I'm ordering extra copies, buying dry matches and a gallon of gas. Yep. Yeah, so we can have a good old fire here on the farm. <laughs> Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all me shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yup, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Japan and it's another tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie one, another disgusting delicacy from around the world. Oh yes, I'm talking about a wasp rice snack. <laughs> yep, it's a rice cracker with added wasps. Oh dear. The wasps are boiled first and then mixed in with the regular rice cracker ingredients then baked off and eaten. (laughs) Like a chocolate chip cookie, only the bits have legs and wings and apparently high protein. Oh well. I just wonder what happens to the stingers. You know, that's what's bothering me. You know, there'd be nothing worse than sting on the tongue, would there? (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother, young buck, skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. (laughs) Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manor. Just good old-fashioned manners. <laughs> so how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message you have messages well uh, this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England your brother Buck said that I'm all hat and no cattle yes it does sound absolutely ridiculous doesn't it it doesn't even sound like the English language to me anyway Ned can you tell me what on earth he's talking about as I haven't a clue all I want to know is whether I should get a new hat After all, I had to stop with cows when they all went mad. So perhaps you call me back, Ned, and let me know. Thank you so much, old chap. Goodbye. (laughs) 
You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. Hmm, as if I actually know someone else that sounds just like him. <laughs> anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time Buck says you're all hat, no cattle. <laughs> of course, Nigel, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you. Well, this is a weird old expression in a way, and not from Pennsylvania either. No, it's a Texas special, yeah. <laughs> Add to that, I reckon Buck's found a great way of describing himself. <laughs> He's like a mad cow too at the best of times. Added to that, the expression means you're all talk and no action. It's a kind of put down, you know. But I wouldn't worry too much, Nigel. There's another cliche I remember that summarises the situation for Buck quite well. It takes one to know one. <laughs> so, Nigel, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Headed over to me and contemplative commentator neighbour Rush's Stonewall Jackson Farm again this week to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre. And all in small instalments, yet with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off, poor old mucker. <laughs> this time we've got Rush's little feature again, it's called Rush Recalls, and he's not just talking about his hopes for the Democrats, oh no, he's looking back at the past events. <laughs> oh dear. This time he reminded me of how he loves to make sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Rush says he's never learned to cook. So this time he recalls the price of bread. <laughs> Dear. Yep, he's really sorting through the crumbs now. Mm. Mm. Anyway, he says when he first started making his own sandwiches in 1970, <laughs> when his folks were in Paracourt, <laughs> he only paid 25 cents for a loaf of bread. Now he has to pay over five bucks. Of course, Rush had to say it, it's because the socialists are in power. Yeah, that's Rush's blanket statement for everything he don't like. Yeah. <laughs> he forgot to mention that he can only eat gluten-free bread because of his allergies, and that's still twice as much as regular bread anyway. Hmm. Oh, well, of course, he didn't hear me say that. No, see, there's not much happening with a one-sided debate, is there? Add to that, he usually doesn't manage to say much more before he excuses himself again with that standard old statement. That's right, his great excuse to bail on me early. Gotta go. Oh dear, Rush, but he always gotta go and flush. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again stop by and say hi me lovely neighbour young Alice Jones invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down <laughs> oh well young Alice Jones was in a cheerful mood when I visited this week yeah mm, she'd been offered a very unusual animal adoption for a growing sanctuary yep a pet elephant <laughs> that's right a pet elephant this one belongs to one of old Rush's buddies who'd taken the whole GOP mascot idea too far well, buying a pet elephant when it's small and easier to handle is one thing, only now the big old creature was tipping the scales at a couple of tons and there was no way Alice could look after it. Oh dear. But when she mentioned it, I had to consider the possibilities. You know, after all, apologising to your neighbour when your dog jumps a fence and scents their car and uses their lawn as a restroom is one thing. 
But if your pet elephant escapes, you know, it's more of an apology. Well, I'd say closer to a lawsuit, isn't it? Yeah. The car gets flattened, the fence, the tree's uprooted, their house gets half demolished, and after all, you should see the kind of piles it leaves on the lawn. On the other hand, though, Alice did remind me of how I should take more notice of the wonders of nature and baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Female hummingbirds act like males to dodge harassment. <laughs> yep. The females show off a bit of colourful plumage, usually hidden, and this puts off the males that are bothering them. It's a good job me artist, tenant and retreat manager Quinton's not a hummingbird, eh? <laughs> Anyway, as always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, i got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Well, first up, I got a call from Connie in Cornwall. Yeah, that's in the old southwest of old England. Yeah, and she called me to chat about this really weird story. Yeah, Lego pieces are still washing up on the beaches there. Yeah, and all irony, there are special Legos with a marine theme too. <laughs> Apparently, after being hit by a rogue wave, a container ship lost one containing millions of pieces. Yeah. That was over 15 years ago, but uh, they're all still washing up ashore now. Yeah, Folks actually scour the beaches for these little pieces of plastic. Here on the farm, it's much the same, though. I'm always looking for things like that down the back of my sofa. No, not Lego. Mostly soggy chips, cookies and mouldy French fries. <laughs> my second item comes from Nigel from Nantucket. Yeah, and he told me about this really interesting story he read about scientists from florida they can see shrimp eggs from space oh how useful yeah. <laughs> apparently they show up on the surface of the ocean and emit light in a particular way that's different from other large floating masses oh well that's quite good news really when i think about it this summer they won't confuse a mass of fish eggs with the wife when she goes for her annual swim at daytona beach <laughs> My final caller came right out of the blue. Yep, Lionel in Louisiana. He's called to tell me about something really amusing. Mm, the latest Starlink satellite dishes are heated so they don't freeze up and gather snow in the cold weather in the north. Yep. But stray cats have decided they're a great place to keep warm. Yeah, and have huddled together on the surface. <laughs> Dear. Of course, that affects the signal just like the snow would. Yep, yep. Here on the farm... Me farm dog, young Clay, just sticks his ass in front of the tumble dryer vent. Trouble is, when it finishes drying, he's a very unhappy hound indeed. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. The dubious command agent, 50%, has lined me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, he's definitely slotted in another of his dubious clients. Anyway, here goes. 
Here at Totally Useless Articles Inc, we've definitely got that out-of-season gift for the person you dislike the most, and that's our hard and fast guarantee. With us, you really get the best in useless. Mm, So go to our website today and browse all the offerings at perfectlypointless.org and find our best sellers today. Yeah, we've got colanders without holes, cups without handles, buckets without bottoms, toothbrushes without bristles, belts without buckles, solid straws, empty liquor bottles, tea bags without tea, fans and razors without blades. But wait, that's not all. Yeah, we've got a special offer for just Ned Nat Show listeners this week. With every purchase this month, only we'll send you our exclusive free pen without ink. And you can't beat a deal with that, can you? So visit us today and remember our motto, perfectly pointless presents piss people off. <laughs> you know, I wasn't expecting that one at all. I'm very interested in their range of empty liquor bottles, though, yeah. Mm, they'd make great gifts for me, mother old nan, and me farm ending down. <laughs> the satisfaction would be for us seeing their absolute delight, followed by total horror when they discover the bottles are completely empty. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. And whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurized and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember farm as are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you join me on the Nednat show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive. And don't sweat small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>